Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. The Michigan Insider is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Chris? Hey, brother. Doing great. Hey, first off, uh, let's get to the news about Mike Hart. Uh, that is fantastic that he's doing better and he expects to return to the team as soon as he can. Yeah, it was a scary moment down there. Our Clayton Safety was on the sidelines and actually saw it happen. He said it was like a trust fall, but there was nobody behind him. He just kind of uh, landed right on his back, and then um, then he was convulsing. So they, there was reported as seizures, and Michigan's not putting an official label on it, just called it a medical emergency. But seeing him with the uh, thumbs up going off the field was a, was a huge deal. Mike Hart, obviously, we covered him back when he played football here, and even as a high school student up in uh, – near Syracuse, New York. So, a uh, great guy, and it sounds like he's doing better. Fred Jackson will take over for him. Uh, seems only fitting. Fred was his running backs coach, and now he's an analyst at Michigan. And, and Clayton also said that he was down there doing a lot on Saturday after Mike Hart went to the hospital. So, it'll be in good hands, but more than anything, we want to see him get healed up and be back there on the field for, uh, for Michigan. You can see it affected, and rightfully so, the coaches, the players in that first half at Indiana. And then at halftime when they got news that Mike uh, was doing better, uh, you really watch the Michigan defense and offense take over final two quarters, and they post an easy win. Yeah, and it was, you know what, it, it's it workmanlike win, call it what you want, but, you know, you get Donovan Edwards down there and Blake Corum crying in tears. This is the guy that uh, they were just talking days earlier about how much he meant to them, and and Mike Hart had called them like they're his sons, and uh, it was it was tough. It was tough for them, and uh, you could see it on their faces. They were, uh, they were stunned, but give them credit for coming back out, and Jim Harbaugh said today it was unknowable, you know, how much of, of a factor that played in the first half, but it was clear. It seemed like uh, it seemed like they were they had a little more life in them in the second half when they found out they got word that Mike was going to be okay. It was relayed to them, and he had sent them a message. So uh, they came out and played Michigan football in the second half. Held them to 29 yards. I really thought that defensive line stepped up in a big way. And uh, losing Trent a. Jones at right tackle, Carson Barnhart came in and played pretty well. Uh, he might they might have to lean on him a little bit here if uh, Jones. And indeed, does have the high ankle sprain that Jim Harbaugh was talking about. But more than anything, uh, they've got to uh, they got a big one this week, Bill. This is really when they're going to be tested for the first time, in my opinion, all year. I really like the way that Michigan defense is coming along. Running game's fantastic, and yeah, workmen like uh, JJ, uh, like Cade last year. Nothing flashy outside of a few games and get the job done. Not having to show a lot of your playbook, and here comes Penn State, and your early thoughts on how Michigan matches up at home against the Nittany Lions. Yeah, you better turn the page to that playbook because these guys are going to hit you. They play defense. They, they are outstanding against the run. I think they're fifth or seventh in the country. And then pass defense, uh, you know, teams throw – for some yardage on them. I think they're 102nd in the country in uh, yardage allowed at like 240 or 250 a game and through the air, but it's because nobody can run on them. So they, uh, their, their percentage is good. Pass efficiency defenses, they're, they're right up there in the country as well. So uh, I like the matchup. I like that it's at home, number one. Uh, I think Penn State's running game has improved with Nick Singleton back there, a true freshman, but they haven't really played anybody either, Bill, and that's the thing. You know what? Uh, they went down to Auburn. You give them credit. 
credit for going on the road and, and winning that game. Uh, Auburn is, is pretty bad, but in that environment, anytime you can do that in a in an environment like that, it's pretty impressive. So, and Sean Clifford's been there forever, so he's not going to be phased. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a, uh, one of those games that that you should win at home, but you better play well, Bill. Uh, I think they're a seven and a half point favorite, and I can see that being about a seven to ten point win. Uh, but they better bring their A game for this one and not let them hang around like uh, or not play poorly like they did in the first half against Indiana. Penn State, number 10 this week in both college football polls. Michigan, four in the coaches, five in the, hey, let's get the ACC uh, some love <laughs> trying to get them into the college football playoff with Clemson at four. Penn State has had two impressive road wins, even though these teams aren't going to be champions. At Purdue to open the season where they won 35-31. At Auburn where they hammered Auburn. Not a good team. A team that isn't playing for their coach. Uh, 41-12. Central kind of hung around uh, against Penn State. 33-14. And a god-awful win uh, against Northwestern. 17-7. So one thing you do note, they do have a bye week. They will be rested uh, coming to the big house on Saturday, a noon game on Fox. So that's Michigan's test that is a little bit bigger than what we thought before the season uh, began, but they still control their destiny on anything they want, including the Big Ten title, Big Ten championship game appearance, and also uh, the college football playoff. They do, absolutely, and I'm with you. If they played Ohio State tough and they only had one loss and some of these other teams lose, they're going to have an opportunity right. to get into that playoff even if they lose that game. So the style points are going to start to matter a little bit in that respect. You know, when you drop one, it doesn't matter now, but say, you know, at the end of the year, uh, Illinois plays you real tough or something like that at home and you win by a field goal, people are going to start to remember those things when it comes down to that. Uh, but as, as of now, just keep winning. But every season, every good Michigan season, any good season for any undefeated team always includes some stinkers in there, Bill, flat out. Look at Georgia this year. Uh, they've struggled. They, they probably should have lost a game. Uh, you look at Alabama, they might have. They should have probably lost on Saturday. If they'd had a couple more seconds, Texas A&M would have beaten them at their place. What a horrible Brandon. play call by Texas A&M not throwing to the Terrible. end zone. Terrible. And uh, you know what? Uh, it, but it happens. And you see these games, and you know everybody worries about the style points. And uh, nah, just get out of there with a win anymore. And uh, you know what? And things will take care of themselves as long as you keep on winning. So, and and you don't take anything for granted. Even that Michigan State game, I know how they bad they are, Bill, but they find ways. You know, if Rocky Lombardi can do what he did in Michigan Stadium. There were no state, no fans in the stands there. Uh, you never take that one for granted either, because that's going to be their season, especially now. So, but it starts Saturday. And, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh was talking about it and saying it feels like a red-letter game. And it finally feels like there's a real excitement here for a football game in Ann Arbor for the first time all year. These these tomato cans that they've been bringing in here don't move the needle, but this one does. It'll be fun to, to finally have that ad- atmosphere and, and a couple top ten teams playing. And I expect Michigan to play a, a much better game than they did against Indiana, even though the second half was really fantastic. And if you're James Franklin and Penn State, you're looking at the schedule. If they could leave the big house with a W. They get Minnesota at home and Ohio State at home and chances are after that they run the table and they go to the Big Ten Championship undefeated and a top five team. 
Yeah, this is their chance to show that they're for real, right? And this is their first opportunity. So their schedule's a little bit tougher than Michigan's uh, at Purdue. Uh, Purdue probably should have won that game, uh, if we are being honest. But that was the first game of the year, and uh, you improve. And they have. Uh, they found their running back, like we said. I don't think their offensive line is that great. I think Michigan's going to have an advantage there. Sean Clifford can run a little bit, and we've seen him do it against Michigan. That guy's taken a beating for that team over the last five years. And it's amazing that, that he's still keeps getting back up and, and going back and playing, but he is uh, he's kind of an X-factor with his legs. He's not running for a ton of yards, but he can certainly get out of the pocket and, and keep things alive, so that's something that they're going to have to keep an eye on. The linebacker play is going to have to be better for Michigan in this game, because if Penn State can run the ball, and I have a, a feeling that they're going to be able to move it on the ground a little bit, then this could be a dicey one for Michigan. But I'd like to see him open it up a little bit, Bill. You know, we've been talking about that. They relied on J.J. McCarthy in the second half of that game and trusted him a little bit more, and he made some plays. They went off script, as Jim Harbaugh said, in that 98-yard drive where they went down and scored and took the lead. And those are the things that you're going to have to let him do and trust him a little bit more to beat the better teams on the schedule. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. You can follow everything leading up to Penn State at Michigan on Saturday at the Big House at the Wolverine.com. Also, Chris does the Michigan football podcast with former Wolverine offensive lineman Doug Skeen. You can hear that weekly at the Wolverine.com. Chris, we'll talk later in the week, and I'll get your prediction on Penn State at Michigan. Looking forward to it, Bill. Thanks, buddy. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Meyer guest line, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.